Hey, Sales Lift Nation, it's your host, Tyler Lindley. Today, I have Adam Piasecki on the podcast. Hey, Adam, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Appreciate you having me, Tyler. Yeah. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I'm so excited to be chatting. Adam and I connected on LinkedIn. And Adam, for those that you don't know, is the SDR enablement lead at Mural, based out of Colorado. Today, we are going to talk about how to train SDRs, which I know is a topic that can be a little scary for some new SDR sales dev teams, sales dev leaders out there, part-time sales dev leaders who are just trying to figure that out. Adam, what does a good training program look like for an SDR team, especially a new one? It's a loaded question because there there are so many nuances and, and pieces to what that should look like. But I've been training SDRs for about between three and four years at this point. And there's several things that have really stuck out to me. Typically, if you have an SDR program, you're you're probably hiring these folks either right out of school or they maybe have some amount, probably less than a year of experience in, in the sales development world. And so it's very important to start at I would say maybe not square one, but like square two, where <laughs> where you may bring on a, let's say a, an account executive where you can start at square five because they have a certain amount of experience selling somewhere else. You're really working with typically very young, motivated, energetic people. In fact, I also have some experience training account executives and, and it's been great, but there's no question that when it comes to the energy and the motivation that the SDRs are going to win that one. Um, <laughs> you're getting people who are just starting their career. Yep. They are looking to break into the sales world and or looking to break into the technology world. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're, they're usually quite focused, quite ready to kick it into overdrive and get going with their career. And I would say this is extremely important when you think of a sales training program, a lot of it that you're typically you're thinking of is sales specific types of skills, perhaps whatever technology you're using, you're thinking about embedding that within the training. With SDRs, I think what's very important and often missed is the development of the soft skill side. These people are not necessarily coming in and don't have a grasp of that, but it's more of, if you look at today's world and we can get into the whole generation conversation, but you're probably at this point, if you're hiring SDRs, you're getting the tail end of the millennial crew mm-hmm. or you're getting the Gen Z crew. And these are people that have grown up and I'll be one to say, I am part of that tail end of the millennial crew. We have grown up in a world where email is not our first form of communication, nor is a phone call. <laughs> phone call might be the last, right? <laughs> a phone call might be might be the absolute last. Yeah. And so it's extremely important to really put a hyper focus on a talk track, mm-hmm. on a some type of objection handling series, on a emotional intelligence. Mm. Serious, And that, I would say that really means how do we ensure that these people are 
thinking about active listening, yep. that these people are thinking about, these people are thinking about how do I start a cold call? Yep. What is the formula in order to create curiosity within the buyer? Because in this world, like th- those really aren't things that naturally develop. No, I totally agree. Yeah. And I love all of what you said there. That's part of the reason I love SDRs too, is that energy and motivation. Like you said, there a lot of them are eager. They're excited to break in. However, they don't always have those soft skills, like you mentioned, because some of those skills aren't the skills that they naturally picked up in school or just growing up. Those aren't things that they develop because they grew up in a different type of world. How can we bring up some great points there? Talk tracks, objection handling, emotional intelligence, um, which is a great one. Like, where should you start? There's a lot of work to do, probably developing some of those skills. Would you prioritize those? Should you do them in a certain order? Have you seen success in that? Or does it really not matter? You can do them in any order for new SDRs. That's a really good question because that is something that I've experimented with several times throughout three or four years that I've been training and enabling SDRs. And the way that I think about it is hard skills such as understanding the path in Salesforce or whatever CRM you're using or outreach or, or sales loft. Yep. Those are things that those are, those are always going to be things that are, you can teach that no matter where they come from, you can teach somebody that yep. you can show somebody that process. But there are some things that I, I would say, like starting with the hiring of it, there's some things that you just, you can't teach. That just is, it, you need to find people who have certain innate abilities. And, I, and, and those abilities are, I would start with like number one coachability. Coachability. Yeah. And you're talking about in the hiring process, right, Adam? Like these are the things that you think folks should be looking out for new SDRs they might be bringing on. Exactly. Okay. I would, in terms of the hiring process, I would focus on soft skills when you're interviewing and do they have potential for these certain soft skills? And that coachability is huge. Perhaps number one, do they have the ability to take feedback Uh and implement it into their day-to-day. And that can be done relatively easily. Essentially, perhaps, and I would imagine there's a lot of people out there already doing this, your final interview or your second to last interview, you're giving them an assignment or a task mm-hmm. of you know, perhaps putting together some sort of presentation or preparing for a role play, yep. which is great. That should You should really be analyzing that and then giving them feedback after that. And that is where you, you should be intently listening to how they analyze themselves. Mm-hmm. I've gone through interviews where the panel that I've been on has said, hey, what would you change mm-hmm. if you could do it again? And people have said... I've got it all figured out. That was a perfect take. That is a problem when you hear that <laughs> I don't care if, if they did it perfectly. Right. It is, it is the awareness that they have to say, I should have done this better. I should have done that better. That tells you, and the, the way they accept the feedback when you go through the panel and say, Hey, Adam, what is the feedback that you would give this person? And then I say it, watching their reaction to that mm. is very important. Yep. Very important because. Because I've also had people who 
they're listening to feedback that I give or somebody else in the interview panel has given. And you can see that it's frustrating them. Oh, yeah. That's an issue. Even if they don't agree with the feedback, having the emotional intelligence to yeah. accept the feedback is critical. And, and then to say, yes, you're, I agree with it. I should have done this better. That's really what you're looking for at that point is are they actively listening to the feedback that you're giving and then giving you essentially like the, the green light of... Right. Yes, I can adapt to the feedback that you're giving, which is another soft skill is that adaptability piece. Are they going to be able to accept feedback and then utilize that feedback and actually implement it into their day to day? You right. can teach, especially when it comes to millennials and Gen Z, you can teach any tech tool to them. And, and it's more than likely that they're going to pick it up pretty fast. Yeah, exactly. No, that's almost a given. Yeah, I wouldn't even factor in the tech stack or some of those hard skills, like you said, because any of that can be taught. But yeah, I think I love asking that question. I try to do that when I'm coaching SDRs. Right after we we end a role play, the first thing I ask them is, what did you think? Like, what did you think? Self-assess yourself yes. because A, you're going to see, do they say, man, I thought that was great. I nailed it all. No changes. Or B, do they are they always looking for improvement? Are they always trying to find that one area? Hey, I thought it was mostly solid, although there was one part, you know, this part at the beginning or at the end, I was a little shaky here. Like you always want to find something. If they just say, nah, that was great. Like no changes. There's always something that right. everybody should want to change or improve. We never get it perfect. Rarely do we ever get it perfect. But I think if they can identify it themselves, and then when you give feedback after as well. I think that's then an opportunity to see how do they assess themselves, which is important. How do they then take that coaching and then how can they implement it? Are they open to that coaching and adapting? There's a lot there and th and that's what they would have to do in their role. If they can't do it during the interview process, are they going to do it a week later when their manager is trying to do it with them in a role play setting? If that bombs in the interview, you likely it's probably a big red flag. Maybe you don't want them on your team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I've had both I've had every scenario of that the interview panel has asked, what type of feedback would you give yourself here? And I've had people literally like verbatim, no, no feedback. I thought I did great. Yep. That's a red flag. That's exactly. a huge red flag because exactly. that, that tells you they're not willing to accept feedback. They're not willing to essentially adapt their style in order to grow yep. from people who have a lot of experience. Right. Uh, and have made and just be honest with themselves. It's like the question of what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Oh, my weakness is mm -hmm. I care too much. I care. My weakness is I work too hard. I, yeah. I'm so invested. It's, shut up. Give me something real. Like, I think that's what we're looking for. We're looking for a little bit of transparency and honesty because the SDR role is not easy. It's not an easy role. It's tough. It's a grind. Like you want to have somebody who's motivated and can work hard, but you also want somebody who can be honest with themselves, honest with you. Like I think if if you can try to look for that as well, I think that's an important characteristic of a successful SDR is someone who can at least have the ability to, to learn some of that emotional intelligence that we're talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And let me give you this. So I have worked with a certain individual who has like, oh my goodness, upwards of five degrees, one of them being a master's, one of them being a law degree. And he proposed this idea to me. And I think it's, it's genius. 
It is. When you think of salespeople and, and what makes them successful, we know that sales role, whether it's SDR, account executive, account manager, we know that role is an absolute grind. Mm-hmm. It, it is a being able to continue to do you know these tasks that you may not see the value in it for a while because it's the holiday season. It's whatever industry it might be, the busy season. And they may be doing everything right, but there's still not visible success in it. And so I would, to everyone who's hiring SDRs, this is something I think that that everyone should hear is, this is what this this individual proposed, is imagine if, if you ran a study and let's say you grabbed 40 people of, of all shapes and sizes. Mm-hmm. And you said for one year straight, 365 days, we're going to hold a 45 minute workout at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And you need to show up and work out every single day for 365 days. You can imagine out of those 40 people, how many would drop out of that? Probably 95%. Yeah. Even if they're being offered money to do this study. <laughs> but the individuals that actually complete something like that, the soft skill or, or even ju- just the ability to show up and to grind every single day that consistently, which is what we need in sales is showing up and and being a consistent worker, no matter the ab, no matter the flow, being a consistent worker. Imagine how incredible those individuals would be at either sales development or closing business sales. And I don't care if they have any experience in Salesforce, any experience in HubSpot, whatever tools you're using, you can teach people that in a short amount of time. But that type of consistent grind, it's hard to teach that. It is hard to teach that that type of motivation. So, So you should be absolutely looking for that type of mentality of, I'm going to show up every day and I'm going to put in my best every single day. Yep. And I think that is what should be looked for is, is there that type of grind, mm-hmm. that type of ju- just tenacity? Right. If you're an SDR coach or leader, and let's say, because not everybody's going to show up with that kind of grind. Obviously, you want to try to find those people. You want to try to identify them and bring them on. But yeah. you're going to get varying degrees of that kind of internal will and motivation what do you do with the folks, let's just say who have average average motivation to grind uh, and hustle, whatever you want to call it. What do you do with those folks? How do you motivate them? How Do you try to get them to work harder? Do you try to teach them to work smarter? What do you do with those folks who are, and it's probably a large majority of us, there's definitely some rock stars out there who are just going to grind and go at it every day, no matter what, but large portion of them will probably be, have average motivation or their motivation will go way up and down based on how the wind's blowing that day. What do you do with that group? How do you best coach them to keep going and to keep grinding so that you can get the most out of them in their time as SDRs? Connect them to the impact, connect them to the company mission, Mm -hmm. show them 
that what they are doing is affecting the bottom line. Because as an SDR, and I'm speaking from experience, (laughs) it is often very challenging because of your day-to-day. And it, it is very busy with calls, with emails, with tasks, essentially. And it's very easy to really get caught up in my job is completing tasks. Mm -hmm. You have to break that and show them what you are doing is affecting the company this way. And and it's very, that's easy to do with an account executive. You close $3,000 of business. So you've affected the bottom line, $3,000. Yep. Easy. With an SDR, hey, you were the one who got the foot in the door that ended up closing $3,000 of business, but showing them the the larger picture of this is the point of your job. Mm -hmm. And this is why it is so crucial to the growth of the company. That is a a very, very good way to show anyone, really in any position, how are the tasks that you're doing and that you may be lost in day to day, how is that actually affecting the business? And then saying, so therefore, you should be every task that you do, every motion that you do should be, there should be direct correlation to you hitting your goal, your quota, mm-hmm. which should be affecting the bottom line and should be very clear. And, and so like essentially what needs to happen is you giving them a purpose mm-hmm. in their job. You, you're giving them a clear indication of you matter. You create impact. That that is tough. Yeah, that's yeah, tough. Definitely. Adam, what about giving them the roadmap of where they can go inside the organization? Like, obviously, SDR is typically a starting point and breaking into the organization into tech and SaaS. Right. But yeah. do you think that we as leaders leading this, the, leading these teams, do we need to like really outline like what that path looks like in terms of timeline and and development to? moving to graduating from the SDR role, which folks, some folks may want to do forever. Some folks want to be done with it as soon as possible and and move into an AE role or closing role or different parts of the organization. Do we need to clearly define that on the front end so that we can try to maintain some of that uh, interest and motivation, especially when they're having, you know, tough times in their day to day? Yes, absolutely. You do not want to hire somebody who wants to be an SDR for the rest of their career. <laughs> Why not? I mean, Why not, Adam? <laughs> the simple answer is because to me, that, that is telling me you don't have motivation. You don't have yep. the ability to, to, to look into your future, to grasp the bigger picture of what's going on here. Yes, like a, a career path. And, and even if it's just a timeline of where you can expect to be in this SDR role for two years or for... 15 months, whatever it is, being able to show them a clear, this is the next step. This is what it can lead to. And people that latch onto that, that get excited by that, the opportunity to move up and get to that next position, that's a great sign. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They should be, should be motivating to them. Adam, what advice have we not talked about? If you're for new SDR leaders, those coaching and managing and leading SDR teams, what advice have we not talked about yet that you would give those folks to really have their SDRs excel? I, I would say this. We are in a sales environment that is evolving, that is changing. And what I'm really noticing in the sales world is that 
people, prospects out there, business leaders out there, they're, they don't have any interest in talking to salespeople. They have interest in talking to people. Hmm. What's really important is that you enable your SCRs, your account executives, your account managers to be themselves and to think critically and, and adapt based on who they are. Mm-hmm. Because a good example is I was an SDR at Oracle mm-hmm. when I started my career. And, th- and I started one month, literally one month after I graduated college. Yep. And so the thought of, of calling a CFO, oh my goodness, I was terrified. <laughs> Absolutely terrified. And what I learned is the more that I'm able to bring out my personality and utilize what is out there already and embed that into my day-to-day grasp. Okay, I really like the talk track I heard there. Yep. I really like the, the way they handled that objection and, and piece it together and make sure you're comfortable with that process. That's really important. Don't try to take an SDR who's new and fit them into a mold. Yep. Like you, you can show them the, the typical ways to do things, the typical ways to handle objections, but every time you're teaching them a soft skill, at the end, you should be talking about, but this isn't the golden ticket. There isn't a golden yep. ticket. Adapt this for you. Yep. And the only way to really adapt something to you is to do it over and over until you figure out eventually, okay, this is the way that feels comfortable for me. This is These are the words I'm going to say. Essentially, you need to facilitate authenticity in this job because People are buying from people. They're not buying from salespeople yep. anymore. Yep. You, you cannot be the used car salesperson who's shoving a freaking product down somebody's throat anymore. You really need to facilitate and allow people to express themselves in this job. And that not only allows them to have some ownership over their role, but it also facilitates culture, which is extremely important because they can show up every day now and know that they can be themselves yeah. in their job. No, I totally and, agree. I totally yeah. agree. And Adam, I know we could continue, but I want to make sure if my listeners want to find you online, what would be the easiest way to do so? Sure. So Adam Piasecki, LinkedIn. Okay. Connect with me. If you are looking for, I should say, I have a podcast with two friends as well, but I will say I'll put an explicit rating on that. It is a no filter type of current events podcast. So Okay, gotcha. YouTube called Do Rags and Brunch. If you want to check that out, I think some some of you would find that valuable, interesting, fun. But in order to connect at a professional level, hey, LinkedIn is not going anywhere. Perfect. We'll link to those in the show notes. So if anybody wants to connect with Adam, they'll be in the show notes as well. Adam, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you, Tyler. Thanks. Great chat. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. You can find all the links discussed and the show notes at thesaleslift.com. That's the, T-H-E, sales, S-A-L-E-S, lift, L-I-F-T, dot com. Have questions for me? Email me at tyler at thesaleslift.com. We look forward to seeing you back here next week. And we hope today's show brings you the sales lift your business needs. Remember, ideas, plus action equals results. You've got new ideas, now it's time to take action and the results will follow. See you next time.